Did you know that the principles of feng shui can help you elevate your wardrobe and dress for success? And can it help you achieve your goals with ease? Well, I was surprised to learn that too. But today in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio, we'll be interviewing a master feng shui consultant who's gonna tell us how the principles of feng shui are rooted in science and how if you make a couple little tweaks, it can change things. So she's gonna be talking about how to make feng shui work for you with your wardrobe, in your uh, virtual space, and in your life in general. But if you wanna learn what she's gonna teach, you're gonna have to stick around to find out. Welcome to Waste Up Wardrobe. I'm Christine Bartinian, an attorney turned personal style expert and image consultant. As the founder of Jade for All Seasons, I am passionate about unveiling the inner confidence of my clients by developing their personal style and dressing them for success. But is getting dressed up still important in our virtual world? Well, that's where my experience can help with what I call Waste Up Wardrobe. Waste Up Wardrobe is a podcast for all things you need to conduct an outstanding Zoom meeting. It's about how to dress for the camera, but it's not just about the clothes. It's about everything you need to know to show up on brand and professionally on camera. Join me in the Waste Up Wardrobe studio to discuss how to navigate this virtual world and dominate from behind the desk. Hi, Virtual Nation. Welcome once again to episode 14 of Waste Up Wardrobe. We're going to be talking about the principles of feng shui and how that will impact your wardrobe, your success, and appearing with all that on camera, but also how to uh, style your uh, virtual office from a feng shui perspective. And I just want to take a minute to say, please drop your comments in the box. We want this to be a dialogue. We want to answer your questions and address any uh, thoughts you might have. So don't be shy. Drop your questions in the in the comment box and let us know what you're thinking. I also want to say that we are on iTunes, so go ahead, subscribe, and download our episodes and understand that Waste Up Wardrobe really is a series of episodes that really is designed for uh, people, the working world, to really listen to as a whole library to really create this amazing uh, and very successful Zoom room where they work from on a daily basis. And it's that easy that you can actually take one episode that's very specific or specialized and um and listen just to that topic and also elevate your virtual uh, virtual office so uh the waste up wardrobe series is on itunes download us rate us and review us if you have an opportunity to do that and i just want to say um i want to acknowledge my producer who's in the green room rick moscoso who gets he actually makes everything go around in the studio. So I'm very grateful for him and his work. So I want to say hi. Hi, hey, Rick. Everyone. How are you? And you're sporting our branded uh, cap, Waste Up Wardrobe. So I thank am. you for that. Always. <laughs> um, so um, now I kind of want to talk about right into the topic of who is the guest today here. Uh, we are working in this virtual world and we've talked about best colors to wear on camera from a styling perspective. We've uh, looked at best colors to wear on camera um, that suit you and your complexion the best. But today we're going to also keep talking about colors, but we're going to be talking about colors that align and resonate with you from a based on feng shui principles. 
And um, it's so interesting because this area seems a little bit nebulous to many people where they don't really understand the principles of feng shui. But what's so interesting is that feng shui is based in science. It's rooted in science. So once people understand that, they kind of start paying attention and they realize that it could have an impact in how you dress and in the way you style your space, even in health and wellness. So there's so many parts to feng shui today. We're going to be concentrating on how to style your virtual office uh, in a way that's aligned with feng shui principles and how to really um, choose colors that resonate with you rather than overpower you. And to help us do that today is a very special guest. Um, she's a master feng shui consultant, and she's been doing this for years. Her um, resume is outstanding when it comes to feng shui, and let me just brag about her a little bit. Um, it's PK Odell, um, and she's a master feng shui consultant and executive director of the renowned American Feng Shui Institute, where she's taught since 1998. PK's international consulting company, the Feng Shui Advantage, works with business owners. So she really focuses on businesses and business owners who want to be more productive and profitable while enjoying better health and relationships on a daily basis. So as you can see, her work isn't just geared to one area, but it's for business owners to focus on all these different modules of their life, their health, their relationships, their profitability and success, of course. Her consultations and revolutionary personal directions toolbox teaches clients how to manage their unique directions according to their date of birth and gender, including their prosperous versus consuming, uh, creative versus intellectual sides, and PK creates their unique personal directions diagram. I mean, you get tools when you work with her and teaches them how, she teaches her clients how to maximize all these directions anywhere on earth. So she is international. She works with people all over uh, the world to help them do this. Um, and so I, I would like a, I'd like to welcome PK and um, welcome her to our show. And how are you today? I'm very good. Good yeah. morning, Christine, and thank you for inviting me. PK, you are a wealth of knowledge. I mean, every time I talk to you, I get something from our conversation and it always is enriching and it teaches me more and more. And I'm just so excited to dig deep into your work and um, provide this information for our, our audience, um, those who are listening and those who are watching as well. So, you know, first thing I want to ask you, PK, is, um, you know, for a lot of us, Feng Shui seems a little bit nebulous, like we just don't know exactly what it is or how to use it. Can you give us an overview of how Feng Shui principles can enhance performance or our lives in general? Well, Feng Shui is a centuries old Chinese system of optimizing the energies to support your well-being, your relationships and your prosperity. It's based on the I Ching principles, as is its sister science acupuncture. Uh, the I Ching encompasses the yin yang theories, five elements and has eight trigrams that relate to an element. And when we're born, we are born into one of these trigrams and our trigram determines many things, including what wardrobe colors, 
enhance our energies versus uh, deplete them, our most restful sleeping directions, our deepest meditating direction, what direction supports us to get our work done or to uh, appear on camera if we can set our uh, screens up that way, and where clutter will cause us personally to have health, relationship, and money problems. So obviously, it really encompasses our entire lives. And Denise is on and she's complimenting you. She says, you look great. The blue color is great. So you know what? I'm sure that it is aligned with your feng shui resonating colors. Um, thank you for that, Denise. Welcome. Um, so, you know, I, I think that like I said, you know, with, with feng shui, it seems to be complicated when you don't really understand it very well. And you really gave us a lot of information there. I think that sometimes examples are really helpful um, for people to understand the difference that feng shui can make in somebody's life. Could do you have like a, a case that stands out of um, somebody that you worked with that really saw incredible results? Well, um, the trigram colors and the colors we wear are just kind of like the tip of the iceberg of feng shui, but it's the tip we can see. Yeah. So one one of my clients, when I was telling her that according to her trigram, she was the metal element. So if she wore whites or grays, it was powerful for her because she was wearing her own element. She goes, I have this lovely gray jacket in the back of my closet that I rarely wear. And she had a very important interview coming up for a prestigious company here in Southern California. She decided to wear that gray suit and she landed that job. Wow. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting because did you, so you advised her to reach for that piece, that garment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what does that do when you are aligning yourself with your, um, resonating color? What, what is it at, what's actually happening, um, that is causing that, success that that great outcome mm -hmm. well our inherent energy relates to one of the trigrams so um and and we know this to be true because babies will naturally turn to their more supportive sleeping directions in their sleep if they're not laid down in that direction so that's one of the confirmation things that that has proven to me for years. I mean, I have clients that say our eight-year-old still sleeps at an angle in their bed. And when we turn their bed direction, they stop doing that. So that trigram relates to a color. It relates to an element and that element has colors that relate to it. So when we wear our own element, it's like we're wearing what is just our second nature. It's our basis. And then you also have the option of wearing the color that produces or feeds or nurtures or creates your element. Yeah. And so and and so there are colors that resonate with you, like in this instance, uh, for somebody who's in the metal category, the gray resonated with her and there are colors that she um, that feed her and those would be good colors for her too. Mm -hmm. But then there are also colors that overpower you. So those are mm -hmm. the three things. So when you say trigram, mm -hmm. can you define what trigram means? Trigram um, is um, there are eight directions on the compass. Okay. There are eight trigrams. Each one relates to a direction and each one relates to one of the five elements. There are two wood elements. There are two metal elements. There are two earth elements, but fire and water are the two extremes. So there's only one of each of those. And depending on your date of birth and your gender, we can determine what your trigram is. When our friends had their miracle baby, I told them even before they 
set up the bassinet, which direction to put the baby's head so he would sleep restfully through the night and what colors would nurture him even in his baby clothes. Yeah, no, that, that was, uh, that was really, really helpful. I know you're referring to a couple who's our friends and it's interesting because they had shared with me that they, um, they, they didn't really, uh, think that they'd ever have a, that they would have a baby and they did because mm-hmm. you had actually, uh, you had actually told them that, that you thought that was going to happen. So I, mm-hmm. I don't, I just thought that was really yeah. very intuitive, very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so Denise is asking if we can show a picture of the t- trigram. Um, and we do have some, um, some demos that we are going to be talking about. We do have the color wheel and we can certainly attach, um, a link so that you could see the trigram if we don't have it in the studio today. Um, uh, but thank you for the question, Denise. And yes, we definitely, definitely want to share that so that you can really see the visual of how that really looks as you hear it about it. Um, so, I, I, what is one of the most remarkable uh, stories you have had in your work as a, a feng shui master um, in with your clients? Like something that really was a was an incredible outcome. I'm sure there were a lot, but just one, so we can give the audience an idea. Well, on the basis of health, the best one was a client when she when I met her. She had been laid up for seven years bedridden with a back injury that wasn't healing even after five surgeries. And when I did her consultation, we identified one of the major problems was that her bed was on a dividing line. When we look at a space, whether it be her apartment or someone's home, we divide the energies into nine equal sections. And her bed was on one of these energy lines. And it was cutting her right across from side to side where that back injury wouldn't heal. When her friends moved her bed, so she was all inside of one section of the energy grid of her apartment, that's when her healing truly began. And she was bedridden when I met her. Six months after that, I flew with her to Vancouver for a three-day business conference where she was able to sit up not only on the flight, but all three days of the conference. Wow, that's incredible. What a great story and how wonderful and rewarding it must be for you to really help people enhance their lives in this way. And so we're learning that feng shui can impact and is involved in your space. You can, um, you can fluctuate your space, so to speak. You mm-hmm. can, um, you can work with your relationships and you can use the principles of feng shui, your, even your rest space and your, um, your work life and your health. So there's so many areas that feng shui really applies to almost every area of your life, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but today we want to focus on wardrobe, right? Those colors that resonate with us that we referred to earlier, the colors that overpower us that we kind of want to stay away from and the colors that um, that feed us. So we really mm-hmm. want to talk about that into more depth. And we also want to talk about space um, and, and really creating that really um, energized and, and um, feng shui aligned space. So let, we're going to focus on that. And having said that, you know, I, I started um, the show by saying that, you know, feng shui is based in science. And could you give us a little bit of um, like history on that? Uh, well, they have actually carbon dated feng shui artifacts to more than 4,000 years ago. And the feng shui master that I 
run his institute for him now was the one that was chosen on the to work on the Beijing Olympic sites because his family can trace their feng shui lineage back to 907 AD when the first feng shui master that escaped the emperor's control lived to raise a family and choose one apprentice, which was my feng shui master's ancestor. So it is traces way far back to when China had 40 years of floods and people had to live up on the mountainsides and one man figured out how to dredge the rivers, redirect them. And when everyone was able to come down off the mountainsides, they actually asked him to become their emperor, which is one of the rare occasions when an emperor was actually asked to take the throne. Wow, that's I, I really enjoy the history of of things and where it comes from because especially when something is a topic that not a lot of people understand or can relate to, but it shows you um, where the credibility comes from, and I I think that's really important to talk about, especially when you're talking about a topic that people don't yet understand very well. Um, mm -hmm. So we talked about the five elements. You already mentioned an example of one, which is the metal. Um, can you tell us the other? elements and um, maybe a little bit about how they work. Okay. Well, the elements are actually wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. And I state them in that, in that order because that's the order where they produce each other. One helps the next one and then helps the next one and helps the next one. If you want to look at it that way, wood would be represented by green for the leaves that give us oxygen. And that wood fuels our fire and fires are represented by reds and purples. The more vibrant, the better. Even vibrant oranges can are in the red family or the fire colored family. And um, and then fire leaves behind ash, which creates and turns into earth. Earth colors are yellows, browns, beiges, anything you might think of as an earth tone. And then earth is where we mine the metal from because earth actually develops the metal deep inside of it. And uh, metal colors are the whites and the grays. And if you're going to a fancy dress thing, you can wear the silvers and the golds and other <laughs> metal colors. And then metal, we've all been at uh, an event where they've had the metal pitchers of ice water and they have to have a drip tray underneath because of the condensation. So water is created by the metal uh, from the condensation. And water colors are blues and blacks because we're going from the top of the ocean down to the deep black bottom of the ocean. That is so interesting. I love how you explain that, PK. I love how you methodically explain that for somebody who really doesn't know how that all relates to one another. So let's take an example. If I was uh, somebody who was wood, which I think you've told me that's what I am, yes. um, what colors or, and you know my birthday, uh, mm -hmm. because you need to have both those pieces of yes. information. Um, what would be the colors that resonate with me from that well, perspective? Be because you are wood, any greens that flatter your skin tone and coloring are good for you because you're wearing your own element. Mm -hmm. Any And then watercolors, blues or blacks, because they are feeding, watering your uh, wood element. So if you want to get attention to yourself, you could wear fire colors for a short amount of time because you are feeding the fire colors. So I feed the fire colors. So that yes. so so then but there are also colors that overpower me, right? So what would yes. that be? Metal colors overpower wood because metal chops wood. 
So you wouldn't want to wear whites or grays or any of the metal colors for long periods of time. If I wear an outfit that has white or gray in it, it's going to be in mixed in with watercolors because the metal feeds the watercolors and the watercolors feed me or you. Because we're both wood. Because we're both woods. I see. Yeah. And um, so that's uh, that's also very interesting to know the colors that from a um, a feng shui. When I think of feng shui, I'm just I, I'm trying to kind of process all this information so I can also help the audience do that. When I think of feng shui, I think about um, just being feeling at ease and feeling grounded in my space, feeling like I can be productive. Does that is that lay definition or or um, idea makes sense to you? It's kind of like Goldilocks feng shui when you don't really know what it's like, but you go into a room and you just feel good there. Yes. You, you feel supported by it. Yeah. And I practiced that for decades before I ever knew what feng shui was. And then I realized that I was judging spaces by the way I felt in them. And these are not stagnant, though. It's it's um, like the DNA of the building, but there are universal influences on it each year, which is why from year to year, I tell people where to change their remedy elements and uh, to stay to keep the energies optimized. Um, but every building has its unique DNA and then there's an annual influence on that. Yeah. So just because fire colors in an area might be good for you one year, it might hurt you in another year. Yeah. So see, it's, you said the, the word that I think about, it's the energy. There mm -hmm. are spaces that you walk into and you just don't feel that right energy. And then mm -hmm. there are places that you go into, you feel like such a great energy. And we always kind of strive to having our spaces, our homes mm -hmm. have that energy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's something I strive, uh, to in my home. And, um, and I mean, and we actually probably use function without knowing, maybe not always the right way, mm -hmm. but I feel like we always use it um, just intuitively for those mm -hmm. who are more sensitive to that feeling. Mm -hmm. um, but you've, of course, you know, then learning the science behind yeah. it just adds to it. Um, so we have, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, okay. We have some compliments coming through. Thank you for that. Um, how, okay. So we talked about me as a wood and we talked about, and you're also wood. Let's, let's, Take a different example. I know you've already, Rick is here. He, you already know his, uh, the information he needs to give you. And I don't remember what you said his, um, his element was. His element is earth. He's okay. the earth that is the, what's called, there's yin and yang when there are two elements. So I am the yin wood and you are the yang wood, which means you're the harder wood we could build the building from. Well, um, um, Chris, is um i mean rick is a, the kun i i had the k for kun in, in my head and i said chris instead of rick um so rick is the kun yin earth element the earth that nurtures where we grow our vegetables not the mountain earth that's hard and we can't grow anything on it so being the earth, when if he wears earth colors, kind of like your shirt color right now, then he's wearing his own element. If he wears uh, fire colors, reds or purples, like your red hat, <laughs> then he is wearing colors that are actually feeding and creating his earth. And if he wears um, uh, metal colors, then he is reducing his earth. 
the white wow. to the grays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So see, it's, there is, it's so interesting, all of these little intricacies. And you described Rick, our producer, as somebody who is nurturing of mm-hmm. the earth, of that earth that you can grow things on. And it's true because he nurtures this, this uh, show and he actually does so much uh, for mm-hmm. uh, my business that I can totally, totally see that. Um, okay. So we, we talked a little bit about wood and, um, and Rick was earth and your wood. And so let's talk about one more example. Like for instance, somebody that you um, categorized based on their uh, birthday as metal, what would, what were the, would be the colors that resonate with them, mm-hmm. overpower them or, um, or do the opposite? Okay, if they are the metal trigram, they're either the hard metal that is the natural born leader, the authority figure, or they're the soft metal that's the artistic type. And they love to talk and they might sing, they might speak. Um, so those are the two metals and their colors that are the same as them are the whites and grays and also the silvers, golds and all other metal colors. And um, the colors that create their metal are earth tones. So when they wear the earth tones, they it's productive to them. And when metal wears watercolors, blues or blacks, it's relaxing to them because they're feeding it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. You have to really understand that relationship, which is, I think is really, um, this is why you do what you do. I mean, people Mm -hmm. come to you, um, like you said, um, you know, you have, you, you, um, you work with the Institute, people come to you, you take a couple pieces of information from them and you give them this, um, diagram really of how to, you know, what to, what colors would nourish them and resonate with them that they should really gravitate towards mm-hmm. how to, uh, arrange their space and so forth. And then they use it as a tool. So that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the coolest things about mm-hmm. what you do. They mm-hmm. actually walk away with a deliverable mm-hmm. that you, um, that you created for them that is so custom and personalized mm-hmm. and they can refer to. That's, uh, mm-hmm. really interesting. So, you know, we covered a little bit about the colors. I mean, we talked about, um, people are categorized in wood and metal and earth. Um, and I, I know that you're going to be giving it, uh, out of a giveaway at the end of the show to, to help people really understand better their, um, colors that resonate with them. So I'd like to move a little bit to, um, using the principles of feng shui to really design a space like your virtual office, um, that is productive and is, um, a place that has good energy for success and for, um, business. So can you give us a couple of those principles? Okay. Um, in your space, you want to keep it clean and neat because clutter causes financial setbacks, health and relationship problems. And if, everyone sends me their date of birth at the end, I will tell them what direction affects them. But in general, clutter anywhere is not good. And um, it interferes with your focus, but it also interferes with money coming to you and having uh, harmonious relationships and good health. Um, The colors around you are based on the energies of the building. So if you don't know what the energies in your building are, then it's better to go with neutral colors like you have in your area. Think of it as a um, a, a, a palette that you can build on mm-hmm. and, and that you can stand out in front of with your own personal colors in your wardrobe. Yeah. So, so um so again, that's another thing that you work with with your clients is really designing the space um, to have optimum uh, feng shui um, 
uh, uh, energy. Uh, that, that is so interesting. How about, you know, I've actually read up a little bit about feng shui just, you know, from, from articles and stuff. And I, I noticed that they, there's like a diagram, like, especially for your desk, right. Of how, mm -hmm. where to put what, is that something that holds true or is that not really true feng shui? That's one of the misconceptions that are out there. Oh, okay. One of my uh, fellow instructors at the American Feng Shui Institute, where I'm now the executive director, but I've been with them teaching since 1998. He tells of at a dinner party, this lady came across a crowded room. He said, I could tell she was locking eyes on me. And she came up to him and she says, I hear you do Feng Shui. And he says, yes, I do. She goes, great. I'm writing a book on it. And he goes, terrific. Who have you studied with? He said, she looked like a deer in headlights. <laughs> studied? My book, uh, my uh, book publisher just got me the deal. And uh, I, I'm just going to read a few books and put my own take on it. And unfortunately, that's what the consumer has been getting mm -hmm. since the mid 1980s. They haven't been getting the ancient science, which was the cause a causation for Master Sang starting the American Feng Shui Institute in 1991 because he saw how all these misconceptions were flying around, especially the United States. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Levine is in the studio. She's saying hi. She was really excited about this episode because she really wanted to learn from your genius. And um, so, so basically with the space, with your desk, right, the decluttering, which, you know, that makes sense, right? I mean, mm -hmm. to, to have a clutter-free environment helps you think mm -hmm. better. It stay, mm -hmm. keeps the clutter out of your mind. And so mm -hmm. that really makes a lot of sense. Is there anything else when it comes to workspace um, that, um, that, you know, people should implement or try to implement to get that better energy surrounding them? Well, if something makes you feel uncomfortable, uh, unpleasant for you, uh, there, in Chinese, there's a word called a sha, S-H-A, which means a negative influence or effect on one of your senses. So those senses are um, your sen the sight, the um, the um, uh, I had I had it all. Wait, so sight, smell, touch, taste, visual. Uh, uh, that's, that would be sights. Um, anything that affects even your emotions. Yeah. So if, um, say for instance, you marry someone and you are now blending your homes and you're like, I don't like that painting. Oh, but I love it. Then you need to see a compromise. Well, can you have that painting in your private space instead of where I need to see it? Cause it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so it's really a lot of what's happening inside your own energy and how you're um, reacting to things. I, I, I think that's so fascinating. And Denise is saying consumer alert. There are so many man amateurs out there um, putting themselves out to be feng shui experts. And it's so true. I mean, you've, you've mm -hmm. explained that to me before PK and, um, and that's where, you know, the, that's where really understanding that it's a true, it's a, it's a real science that has origins in thousands of years ago um, is really beneficial for people to know because then mm -hmm. it, they can pay attention to it and see how to implement it in their lives. So what, tell me uh, like a couple do's. Well, we talked about the do's, but tell me some don'ts, like things that you absolutely shouldn't do um, in your workspace so that you don't kind of have that, that kind of uh, bad energy, I guess you could say. Well, you want the energy there and energy is neutral. It's just going to pick up the 
the inherent, I call it the energy blueprint of the building, but chi is the life force energy that runs all around us and through us and in everything on the planet. Um, what you want to do is not lose the chi. So if you are in a space that has two doors or a door and a window open in line with each other, the chi just passes straight through and cannot stay in the space to support you. Okay, so that's so like if, energy. If you have two, yeah, if you have two in line with, the, with, with each other, just keep one of them closed when you're not using it. Okay, and how about when it comes to um, your wardrobe? I'm just going to track back a little bit. Mm -hmm. is, there, is there like a main don't? Like don't do this with your wardrobe um, if you want, you know, the, to optimize um, your energy feeling. I would not wear the colors that that um, overpower you, as we called it earlier. That's called the domination element. So there's an element that dominates you. For you and I, what dominates us is, I just had a little brain freeze. <laughs> Wood is dominated by metal because it chops it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So when you, we wear metal colors for long periods, it's like we're just eliminate. It's, it's almost like canceling out our energy because it's dominating us. Mm -hmm. uh, the old rock, paper, scissors uh, game. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so so um, you don't want to wear the colors that dominate you. Like uh, Rick, if he's earth, then what dominates him is wood because we have all taken a plant out of a pot and pulled it up and went, it's only roots, where'd the soil go? Because wood dominates earth, or we've tripped over a piece of sidewalk that the cement, even the earth and the cement is all pulled up by a tree root. So if he wears um, the um, wood colors for too long, that's dominating him. I see. So if anybody is interested in knowing what their element is, please put your birthday in the in the chat box and oh. we can do that live right now. Right. Right. Oh, PK? Sure. <laughs> uh, well, but, you know, so we'll just wait to see if anybody is interested in doing that. If they're not now, if they don't want to do it live, that's OK. PK will be um, be able to do that yeah. with you privately, too. I could give you an example if you'd yeah. like. Yeah. OK. So say a female was born in January of 1950. So okay. January is actually counts as the previous year in the Chinese calendar. So you, I would calculate her trigram for 1949 and she would be the fire element, which is not an element we talked about yet. So when you are the fire element wearing reds and purples and any shades of those going down the lavender and pinks or fiery oranges, actually you're wearing your own element. So, um, and then when they wear wood colors that go with their um, skin tone and everything, then they are wearing what fuels their fire. If they want to relax or calm down, say you have a hyperactive child, that's the fire trigram, you would want to dress them in earth colors. Or if you're hyperactive and you want to calm down a little bit, <laughs> dress in the earth colors, dress in the element that you feed. But that fire colored person, when they wear watercolors, it doesn't nourish them like it does us. It actually douses and puts out their fire. Oh, my gosh, that's incredible. OK, I have a couple people wanting to know what their element is. So Astrid is uh, her birthday is uh, January 3rd of 1945. So January with her, I have to look at 1944. OK, because she's in January. That's mm -hmm. right. So she is the wood that I am. So everything I've said about myself 
relates to her. The wood that I am is called the sun, X-U-N. We love variety. We would hate working on an assembly line. We love to travel. And so any career that we are going to be in love with is going to involve some sort of either travel or variety. And, and in my work, every every new client's a new variety. So, um, so for her, it's also wearing greens and watercolors feed her. When she wears fire colors, it it relaxes her or gets attention to her, but I wouldn't wear them for long periods. Perfect. And here we have Denise. Her birthday is uh, January 19th, 1949. So for her, it would be 1948. I need to look up. So she is the uh, earth that we haven't talked about yet. She's the mountain earth. So she's stable like a mountain and uh, reliable and trustworthy but can be a little stubborn because it takes an earthquake to move a mountain. So all of us have that one little thing. Um, so, so her wearing the same colors I talked about for Rick, which would be the earth colors. She would be wearing her own colors. That's any shades of yellows, browns, beiges, and earth tones that she looks good in. And also wearing fire colors, reds and purples actually energize her, feed her. And then when she is earth, if she wears uh, metal colors that relaxes her. So if she had to wear a white lab coat for long periods, she'd come home more tired because instead of wearing one that was a color of her own element, because that is reducing her. Wow. And, and, now, and yeah. And then earth, she wouldn't want to wear green colors because that dominates her. Perfect. And uh, we need, you need the year that they were born, right? To make this evaluation. Is that yes, correct? I need the month, day, I need the month, day, and year. I do not need the time unless they were born near the Chinese solar new year, which doesn't move around. It's always um, either the 4th of February or a few minutes into the 3rd or a few minutes into the 5th of February. So that's the only time frame that I need their time of birth. <laughs> So there's so many details here and like it's almost like splitting hairs, but the details matter here, right? Okay, we have one more. Pam O'Malian. She, uh, her birthday is 11. That's November 27th of 1965. I love that everybody is um, interacting here and it's so interesting. So, yeah. So she's the creative metal. She's the soft metal that we might make jewelry out of. So she's the metal that... Um, it likes to talk. She would hate a job working in a library where she couldn't talk. So she likes to talk. She likes to be creative and um, wearing metal colors feeds her, which are the whites and the grays or any of the colors of actual metal. And um, then what nourishes her is the earth colors and what reduces her because she's metal is watercolor. So when she wears blues or blacks, it's like calming her down. It's taking the edge off her metal. But if she does it for long periods, she would be, become too tired. But if she was a little hyperactive, she could wear a little bit of uh, watercolors. I now, see. what dominates metal is fire colors. So sometimes people are drawn to it because it's just a pretty color. But fire colors are not good for everybody. So the power red tie is not really a power tie for everybody. And so for her, if she wears fire colors, um, I would do that sparingly. Wow, this is great. So Denise is saying, uh, what does uh, what does blue go with? Okay, so that's a whole different topic. But <laughs> that's but the other uh, episode two weeks ago. 
Yes. So blue actually is a very serene color, right? And it is, it's a, it's a watercolor. Did I say that right? Yes. Um, in your, in your uh, line of work. And, um, blue, you know, I'd love to talk to you more about this, Denise, because there are a lot of complementary colors that go with blue, but like think about it's a cool color. So you want to combine it with, um, cooler tones, um, to kind of have that complementary feeling. But there's also opposite colors that would work really great with blue. Um, but let's, we want to get Kristen Levine because she put in her birthday as February 25th, 1966. And uh, how is this feeling, everybody out there, the, this, this sort of uh, breakdown of uh, what colors really enhance your energy? If, um, give us a thumbs up in the, in the comment box if this is useful and interesting to you. So tell us, PK. So Kristen is the gung, G-E-N trigram. That's the same, that's the mountain trigram. So if she wears the earth colors, that is hers. If she wears the fire that creates earth, that's for hers. The, and she's again, one of the stable, um, can be a little stubborn, but another positive thing about the gung is that they're youthful because it takes forever for a mountain to show its age. Wow. So she, she is classified as an earth. She's the, category, she's right? the earth. So wearing yes. earth colors, wearing fire colors feeds her, wearing metal colors calms her down or reduces her, and wearing uh, wood colors, greens, dominates her and uh, is, is overpowering. Excellent. Okay. Um, so I just want to kind of keep talk about a little bit. You, I mean, you're a wealth of information, PK. I could talk on this topic all day because there's so much um, to learn. And Kristen is uh, laughing, saying, me? I'm stubborn? <laughs> so uh, I think that's resonating with her. And she's thanking you, PK. Uh, but, you know, you mentioned you have something for our audience members today. And the trigger word to put into the comment box is hashtag energize and shine. And for that, PK is going to offer you guys a really, really cool gift. What is it, PK? Okay. Well, what I would like to send everyone is their uh, trigram information. So with Energize and Shine in the subject line, email at that rhymes. That's so nice. With Energize <laughs> and Shine in the subject line, email PK at pkfengshui.com. It's on the screen now. Um, I'll repeat it if you're just listening. PK at pkfengshui.com. And I will send you back. I need your First name, it can be a nickname, your date of birth and your gender. Cause with Chris, I don't know actually if it's a boy or a girl when it's in an email. And I will send you what colors energize you, all of your colors, how they affect you. Um, your most restful sleeping directions versus what's a good direction for you to be working and productive. Like when you're on screen. Um, and your directions to keep clutter free to avoid financial problems, health and relationship problems. Well, all, uh, many people want to dig deeper with you and they're taking you up on your offer, your very generous offer, because I know this is something, it's such a valuable tool. Kristen will be emailing you. Pam will be emailing you. Um, so this is really, really generous of you. So thank you for doing that, PK. And we want to, we always wrap up Waste Up Wardrobe with the Waste Up Wardrobe Weekly Wrap Up. And what that is, is first thing I ask is what is the main takeaway from how the principles of feng shui can really help people in their lives. Just one big takeaway. 
Oh, on so many levels, it can help you in your life. Um, it, it's like removing roadblocks that are holding you back because you don't know if there's energies in your house that are creating delays and procrastination. And I guarantee anybody who has fire colors in the East this year, they have energies there because of the annual energy the universal energy that's visiting there that's causing delays that can be delays in people hiring you you getting booked on a podcast or booking people on your podcast or 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 showing up at meetings uh delayed people showing up um and and it causes uh procrastination and also pain and illness so if you have fire colors any shades of reds or purples in the east part of your house inside remove them and um, that that would be the a big uh, plus for everybody this year that you don't want fire colors in the east. And if in you need general, help with that, just email me. Anybody on the planet this year should not okay. have fire colors in the east. Well, that's a great general yeah. um, rule, you know. Um, uh, Jamie Geffner's on. She's saying she loves you. PK, she loves us both. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being on the show. And Amani just came on and she said energize, hashtag energize and shine. So she's mm -hmm. also going to be getting that really cool tool. So we talked about takeaways. How about tips? A couple tips that people can put right into action. Let's say maybe... Um, you know, maybe when maybe what they can go to the wardrobe and pull, maybe pull their the, the colors that they resonate with so they can actually start wearing it on camera. Well, when when I send them their colors, they can go into their wardrobe and look at the back. Maybe they have that gray suit in the back that's actually good for them that they're not wearing. So uh, pull it out and see what what you can combine it with. The main part is the closer to your head on your torso is stronger than on your on your uh foundation but if you want to do the one color then you can but no one's going to see the below for now <laughs> i know because we're on we're in waste up wardrobe uh world yes. any any tools pk that um the audience can find that can help them really uh start i mean besides what you're going to give them just so they can start really thinking about the energy in their space in their workspace and in the in their wardrobe well, the, I have a, a, a article that talks about all the different levels of what a feng shui evaluation of a space would be. And I have a special uh, URL for that. It's called How's Your Feng Shui, H-O-W-S, Your Feng Shui, spelled F as in Frank, E-N-G, S as in sugar, H-U-I. So it's howsyourfengshui.com. It'll take them straight to that article on my website. And from there, they can go into my article library and read lots of other articles that are not the one size fits all. They are not the uh, one cure for everybody. It is based in the science that is as equally complex as acupuncture is. Wonderful. And that's a great thing. We're going to be putting that URL link in the chat box in the in the comments after the show. So don't worry if you didn't get that down. It will be living in on this page under this recording. So oh, and it's on the screen right now. So finally, action items, PK, what are some action items? What would you recommend for somebody who's a total newbie to feng shui? Um, and we have Therese uh, Santos popping in here saying that feng shui is so fun and powerful. Um, yes, it is. And that's why this episode was so um, important for me to do because I really myself didn't understand um, 
the, the, the value of it, to be honest. And then as I learned more from you, just knowing you, it really started to resonate. So mm -hmm. uh, takeaway, a couple takeaways, um, not takeaways, excuse me, uh, action items, PK. Okay. Um, well, an action item would be, um, well, I can't tell them, I wish I could tell them what elements to put in their house, but that's like me trying to prescribe uh, medication, not knowing the patient's history or diagnosing them currently. But what I can tell them is the decluttering is the first step, even before you start putting elements in to optimize the energies in your space that already exist there at feng shui. It's not about uh, do I want a feng shui or not? It already exists. It's already there like like our DNA is already in our body. So decluttering, I have uh, through the years realized that you cannot organize until you declutter. And there is a wonderful book that I highly recommend her system of decluttering. And she tells you right up front that her book organizing is about decluttering and her system doesn't end up with boxes and piles and bags of things that if you get interrupted six months later, you go back and go, oh yeah, I was doing that and I didn't finish it. So her book is called Decluttering at the Speed of Life. L-I-F-E. Her name is Dana, D-A-N-A, -A, middle initial K, like mine. And the last name is White, like the color. Yeah. And you can get it on Amazon. I love it. I loved it on the Audible version, but you can get it in print too. And she works through her system and doing it room by room, even you know from your office to your garage, because clutter anywhere is going to cause you problems. Even if it's outside in your personal direction in an outbuilding, like a detached garage or a shed or a separate studio that you have. Yeah, I believe that to be true. In fact, uh, this year I spent a lot of time decluttering and it really has made a big difference. It's, mm -hmm. it's like a weight just gets lifted mm -hmm. off of mm -hmm. your chest and combined with the idea of decluttering mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. sort of that Marie Kondo organizing. So together combined, mm -hmm. um, I've really created spaces in my house because I'm still a work in progress that I just really love. Like I go in, I feel the energy and it feels mm -hmm. like a sanctuary, which is what mm -hmm. it should feel like. So, um, um, uh, Therese uh, Santos uh, puts in uh, hashtag energize and shine. Uh, Denise is actually saying that she has read the book and she thinks it's a fine book. So we're going we're gonna to be putting the link, the Amazon link to the book in the chat box. So you also don't need to worry about um, memorizing that or getting that down. But we will um, be getting that to you in the chat box. So it's going to live on the page for evergreen, really. Um, uh, what was the name of the book again? Pam is asking decluttering at the speed of life. Yeah. Great title. Great mm -hmm. title. So thank you so much for being here, PK. Thank mm -hmm. you, uh, viewers and um, people are listening to this podcast. We're so delighted that you made it here today. And we hope that this enhances your life and enhances your waste up wardrobe virtual room. Um, Please join us next week because next week we have another super treat for you where we, I'm going to be interviewing the experts on video production because they're going to be telling us how video, as you know, as a business owner, entrepreneur, is so critical to growing your business, whether it's for marketing or social media, you need to know how to do video. So next week, we're going to be talking about everything, um, everything that has to do with video production, how you could maybe 
get get that done yourself with some help or you know hire somebody to do it but really we're going to be focusing a lot on video which you know it's similar to live streaming but this is actually putting out videos to enhance and market your business even further so please join us next week same time same place and if you're so inclined invite a friend mm -hmm.